0: Okay, I can hear the drop on the music, I should say. Good evening to RBN listeners. This is the Barden Report from Republic Broadcasting. B.J. Barden is my name, and we're here today on the Saturday, 24th day of October, 2020. Uh, it's lockdown day 215 in Britain. Well, <laughs> the sporadic lockdowns and now. They've put one complete and total lockdown in Wales where I live, and it's, people are getting really angry. And there's Mark Drakeford, who's an unknown entity, newly appointed um, First Minister of Wales. And he, (laughs) we're in it for 18 days, right, until the 9th of November. And he is um, also designated, supermarkets only sell essential goods, like food. And people are going ape over that. And uh, these uh, politicians, drunk on power, this is the most power they've ever had in their lives, They couldn't run their own lives, so they went into politics, and they are now making decisions—god-like decisions, etc., etc. And that's what we are surrounded by: these morons of uh, power-crazy politicians and this bought-and-paid-for pimps, call them nothing else. All the scientists, all of them, representing all the governments in America and Britain, all of them in the pockets of Big Pharma. So they're doing the bidding of Big Pharma, and we are in lockstep. Having to wear masks to go into a supermarket to get food, you know, shocking, shocking, shocking. But there was two good pieces of news this week, and that was um, young Darren Grimes, who is a prolific broadcaster, blogger in the Patriot Movement in Britain. He interviews very interesting people. He interviewed Dr. David Starkey some time back, who's a well-known historian in Britain, media historian, ex-excellent guy. And he made an unfortunate phrase about black Africans. Not not shocking in any way, but um, Darren, who was interviewing, him, was contacted by the police and was asked to be interviewed under caution. And it went on for months and months and months. And finally, the case was dropped. And the the elements of the case are absolutely outrageous. Um, the um, just digging it in here, put it in the wrong sequence. Darren Grimes. Uh, right, he, he looks about 10 years of age. I'm sure he's about 27. He's um, like a pretty little boy, <laughs> but he's from East Eastern England. Um, and he, um, he uh, was interviewing David Starkey and the Met Police decision to investigate them under the Public Order Act sparked a freedom of speech backlash from politicians, including Home Secretary, <laughs> Home Secretary, four foot 11 of Spite, Pretty Patel. Tory backbenchers Savid Javid, he used to be the home secretary, and former Lib Dem, Tim Farren, well, he's about as useful now as a turkey. Lord Macdonald, a former director of public prosecution, slammed the sinister and foolish decision of the police to investigate the pair, calling it a political stunt. Journalists, including Douglas Murray, who's the editor of The Spectator, who's now teamed up with Andrew, um, not Andrew Marr, yeah, uh, uh, Andrew Neal, who's starting a new station uh, soon, having left the BBC, although he will cover the American elections. But after he's out of that job, I'll cover the election because his baby would do that every year. I'm pretty sure Andrew Neal will lay into the BBC and all he's had to put up with them over the years. But Darren Grimes has been exonerated. And this threat to of this uh, hate crime legislation, which I couldn't possibly go over here. We need an hour to read it out. It's an attack weapon on the media and the public. That's like all these pieces of legislation, which most of the tossers of uh, politicians who vote for it don't read it. But uh, Darren Grimes has been exonerated. He's a very good chap. Uh, I forget the name of his blog. We look up Darren Grimes' interviews uh, with David Starkey, for instance, on YouTube, you'll see a very straightforward guy. and he's, he's, he's not extreme in any way, shape, or form. But that was just one good piece of... of um, of uh, news this week, and it said it also emerged that the Met Commissioner Chris Adetik, who is a Common Purpose apparatchik, that name doesn't run in America. Common Purpose are like woodworm; they're a bunch of communist, New Age freaks, and they live off government money, running courses for leadership in the community. What they're doing is placing people in the in local authorities and the courts, etc., who will be rise up and take over in what they call the post-democratic era. And Brian Gerrish, uh, again, I have to name them because they're premier of our organisation. They should be building up in UK column. have been pr- exposing them for years, what they are. And we knew if it was coming to this that you would have this fascist element. Well, what a clever device uh, COVID-19 is. It's, it's, it's a garrote around the neck of the public in every single way, economic, social... And the, the word social distancing has been proven beyond the shadow of a doubt that masks are useless. Gloves should be worn, yeah, gloves, washable gloves. Not, not that stuff that sticks to your skin and peels your skin off, but fur-lined gloves that are washable on the outside. I think that is the, the max people can do and act sensibly. And all the countries who did it sensibly, like Sweden and Denmark and in America, South Dakota... Um, they proved that they are very, very, very low, uh, full-blown cases, and they're still lying tooth and nail about the infection rate. The BBC has the national death rate at 41,000 now. <laughs> that is the people who died with a trace of the infection, not the full-blown outbreak, and they reckon that it's less than 1,200. I think they i have seen so many, 60 episodes of UK column. It's Monday, Wednesday and Friday, but Gerrish... Mike Robinson and their actuaries, they're very professional researchers, have been absolutely eviscerating the um the government figures. And today this absolute piece of work, Phil um Neil Ferguson, who got the foot and mouth figures completely wrong and caused millions of cattle to be slaughtered wrongly, and got the initial figures wrong for the government back in February by one thousand two hundred percent. He's now put out a piece of crap memo to the public saying that if people get together at christmas in the traditional way they will die <laughs> i mean well we know this guy's again another paid hack for uh, on in receipt of the benefits of big pharma grants we know that but uh, that's going on as well the uh as i said there was one other um, one i just i'm running across three stores now i'll go back and deal with them in detail one big pharma boss was jailed in the UK this week, which is really very good good news. And uh, I think I wrote to have his name on the thing. Um, yeah, um, this creature, Sean Thacker, a pharma drugs uh, uh, working for a company called in, in, Invidor, Indivor, uh, which used to be part of Reckham and Coleman, um, for selling sub, Suboxo, a treatment for opioid addiction. Which they knew was addictive in itself, and uh, he was fined four hundred and sixty thousand pounds as an individual director. It's it's a it's a class action um, breakthrough case, but as if the company won't pay that fine for him, of course they will. And uh, he was jailed for what a lousy six months. And the number of people dying from this and have horrendous problems was shocking. But that in itself was a breakthrough. Two breakthroughs this week: Darren Grimes, the. Patriot, because he was a patriot movement uh, journalist and a very good one he is too, he's a very, very young guy Look, I say he looks about 10 to me he must be about 25 or so but I've uh, seen his stuff for years, he's very, very good and they kind of threatened him and uh, that's what this all these divisions of um, secret uh, media organisations set up in the cabinet office the cabinet office in London, which is the office of the prime minister, which I think 2,000 people are attached to And also they're linked into the 77th Brigade, British Army Unit, which is dealing with the media and supposedly fake news. A British Army Unit, right? And uh, they're going around trying to stick this on people. They have a staff of 2,000 and 20,000 helpers (laughs) who are snitches, basically. So we're heading back into a Stalinist era, very, very definitely in the UK. But amongst all this, I'm maybe mixing them together, but it, it is kind of a combined story to be told together, the um, uh, Darren Grimes being um, uh, exonerated, etc., from, from his uh, a t- attack by a Big Pharma, and the the other one, um, uh, do, 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 the the uh, the jailing of this um, big pharma boss that, that, that was that, that was good news as, as such, but um, uh, that was that was to, going to get out of control, but it's only because there was a massive rise up of so many people um, regarding uh, the attach, uh, attachment of this uh, terrorist bill to normal activities, et cetera, et cetera. I'm putting it very badly. And we have plenty of other stories today showing a more insidious behavior of Google gives keyword searches of innocent people to the police. Right? And we never knew that for a while. California could be forced to work remotely. Californians could be forced to work remotely as governments everywhere capitalise on COVID. Oh, yeah, I'm working from home. And we play a piece uh, uh, later on in a few minutes uh, from uh, Alex Belfield, where he is describing the BBC, 22,000 workers, overpaid all of them, and uh, not to mention the front of TV screens, people paid astronomical money. So he bought two million pounds a year for a failing program and um, 16,000 working at home, right? Imagine the, the busting around they're doing. Um, but uh, it's so bad that James Corbett has put out a thing, This Week in Tyranny. <laughs> you know, you say this week in the financial markets, this week in that. But he has to use a regular column called This Week in Tyranny. We'll get to that later on. Yeah. But um, they said, But the lockdown is a shocking. Tragic story I'll later on about a young girl who committed suicide at 12 years of age because she's working intensely on the internet at home. The schools were shut down and uh, she was troubled by idiots. But how these schools can get it across to young people that the internet is a dangerous place and the attack on you is not real, they're just looking for something or someone to attack the people who do that. It, gets, it makes them powerful. But young adolescent minds. They just don't get it. But it's again, it's a shocking failure of teaching. Shocking, shocking, shocking at every level. At every single level. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other ones, uh, uh, i just go back over my own list. Um, yeah, Alex <laughs> Pelfield, I have to be careful with his stuff. Sometimes he starts swearing. And I've sent to Dave, our tech genius, uh, crucial nonsense as he likes to. <laughs> be involved in what he, he puts out to hide his real identity but as um, um, so he's talking to Dale we'll here in a few minutes uh, the racial quotas of the BBC uh, Britain, uh, final figures came out this week 30, Britain is 13% ethnic right other than the white Anglo-Saxon polar population and they're looking for 20% quota of uh, there must be a coloured person on every programme now right Regardless of talent, <laughs> regardless, it's shocking, it's absolutely shocking. But uh, where they're pushing this forward, the, the ratings are dropping for those programs. People like the two top broadcasters is a Middle Eastern guy called George Alagaya, sadly has cancer, he's top, top guy. and Hugh Day, Hugh Edwards, who is Welsh, they're the two top newscasters of the BBC. They had the talent, they got the job, and everybody was very proud of him. Hugh Edwards is outstanding, and George Alagaya, outstanding. And George, other guy, has made many documentaries. Very good guy he is. The top newscaster in uh, ITN for many years was Trevor McDonald, black guy. And he's now retired. Sandy Gall and uh, uh, the other guy, um, the two guys used to do joint presenting, which is a difficult thing for Brits to do. It doesn't suit them. This, which is an, American, an Americanism, joint presenting. It just doesn't work. It's like the horrors of breakfast television. So artificial. Uh, Reginald Bozenquette and Sandy Gall, they're the two people who knew how to do it in years gone by. But um, the uh, the development of um, Andrew Neil and uh, a few others from, I think it's largely going to be people from The Spectator another other handpicked journalists setting up a new station called um, GB News. Uh, so, um, or is it UK News? I don't know it'll be operational just in the new year. But. Um, Turley, who will play in, I think, in a few minutes, <laughs> is um, tr- tr- jumping up and down over uh, him. Uh, it would appear that Trump won handsomely in the debate the other night. And um, also, um, he's winning on all the ethnic uh, groups in America. He's ahead. He's ahead. He's ahead. That has never happened before uh, with a uh, candidate and certainly never with a Republican. Um Etc. Plus, have a piece from a Finnish MEP, who's I think she's trying to take the the place of Nigel Farage, who's no longer in the European Parliament. As we have so-called left the EU, we're not really not hundred percent out of it yet. We still have another six weeks to do a massive deal, which I I don't believe they can do in the timescale. Uh, the um, Brexit exit relationship, etc. But um, another horror story, if I get to it later on, uh, this, I noticed it for 20 years, John Deere, who are an obnoxious tractor engineering company, uh, monopolizing their software, cutting off um, the repairs unless you go to a dealership. So uh, there's a the campaign in America that's been running for many years called the Right to Repair across all the agricultural states. And there's a little bit a piece on that. I'll do it later on. But um, as I say, um, we'll look at some of the um, Well, three minutes now uh, coming up to uh, the clocks to come back here. I'm dealing with three, five time zones and uh, w- winter time and summer time. <laughs> it's uh, usually 317 a.m. on my clock. It's two, it's jumped back now, 217 217, But uh, slight confusing today on time. But um, the one I want to play next, uh, I'll, I'll have to go to the break first and later on. There's five minutes pieces. Uh, they're quite good and uh, to the point. And, uh, again, the police harassing uh, the Freedom uh, Marches won in London today. T- thousands and tens of thousands of people showed up Trafalgar Square in the heavy rain, including Mayor Tusi, who's a very good video blogger. Uh, he has 150,000. Uh, what he calls uh, subscribers and uh, regularly has 20, 30, 40,000 people tuning into his daily afternoon blog. But he was at that meeting today. Uh, and uh, those meetings are getting bigger and bigger, meaning anti-masks and shut, get rid of these lockdowns because they don't work. And the other scandal, which is ongoing, is the track and trace which is now a quarter of a million people were wrongly contacted. <laughs> a quarter of a million. So it's, uh, they've spent hundreds of millions of pounds on this crap system, and it doesn't work properly. Never mind the physical test, the medical tests carried out, which is highly, highly suspect. And we're living with all this economic destruction of the, co- of the economy and the country. And uh, I don't know. Uh, people, well, people should get very, very angry because their, their livelihood has been taken away from them, uh, their social life, uh, their medical life, and the number of people which we do not have the figures for, but it's massive, one, the pe- number of people who have died at home. The figures for taking a five-year average, and again, UKC have done a great job of this, taking a five-year average of the daily death rate for the first six, eight, nine months of the year, it is below that rate, below that rate, Right. And that's what I would think uh, masses of more people dying at home. Uh, With the lockdown, there's probably far less car crashes and things like that. But the NHS was shut down in the UK and already for this intake of people which never arrived. And they set up these overflow hospitals called the Nightingale Hospitals. And then they shut them down. And now this week they've opened them up because of the infection rate. But it's not the full-blown disease, right? And they were BSing about a place in Manchester where the intensive care beds were all fully thing. Well, there's only nine of them anyway <laughs> in a particular hospital, and they're usually nearly seven or eight or nine. But uh, the propaganda we put out with this government, which is on the ropes, really, and our dear health secretary, Matt Hancock, what an arrogant little pup he is, and he's been caught out every other day telling a pack of lies and exaggerating figures, uh, one after the other. But anyway, we get to some pieces on him later on. And um, one of the volunteers, Brazilian volunteer in Oxford, AstraZeneca, COVID-19 vaccine trial has died. Now, these uh, these, uh, rush to judgment, so to speak. These rush to to do tests and have uh, volunteers testing the vaccine. We've had a death already. Okay, we go to this break. And we'll be back in a few minutes.
2: broadcasting network late night premiere show the red pill hardcore is hosted by activists that want to hear from you the listeners so that you can get involved in the activism please call in at 800-313-9443 at 10 p.m. to enter the discussion to book yourself as a guest call our studio at 202-657-5715 or contact rbn staff remember keep it real and take the red pill
0: Good. And we're coming back in. I'm trying to type and think and talk at the one time. I do not not i usually I could do four things at the one time I usually live here in the office. But um yeah. The um <laughs> we're being bombarded, but I'm really chuffed to two two um very good, okay, five. The um um two victories this week. I'm trying to put out the second one. Um the one, one big pharma guy being jailed, and Darren Grimes being uh, his case being uh, shut down, being uh, he's exonerated, but um, the the level of um, the, the I can genuinely report and say that the, the the people are a bit of an uprising now, building building building, where, uh, from multi levels, business groups, small businesses, uh, doctors uh, even even doctors, gutless most of them. At the best of times, I you know, think professionals as such is a disgraceful profession as far as I concern. Um and I can write reams on that. Um and the small business people uh, of all types and even large business saying this has to stop. And as uh, they say the um, they destroyed the um they destroyed the herd immunity by the lockdown, which was now proven to be not necessary another thing which is <laughs> i'm stuck with it too the mot on cars here the ministry of Transport, every three years in three-year-old cars and on which have an annual test and it's pretty 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 severe uh, they don't miss anything but they are now six to eight weeks behind plus this lockdown in wales is going to push it further back and they only get a set fee 50 quid for doing a, an mot Sometimes the MOT station will discount it down to thirty-five to bring in the work that they do need to get it through an MOT, right? But uh, the, um, they're six weeks behind. It's a £1,000 fine to be caught without an MOT. It can be as that much. I was on to a key insurance company this week. I said, why didn't you put out a bulletin on this? They initially gave a six-month extension, right? And then they cancelled it. I said only key workers get this. Three months into everybody making their plans, such as they can, and then they cancelled it. They gave it out in March, and then cancelled by August, and now people are like myself. How many years? Old, so nearly two months. Uh, uh, six weeks behind. Uh, well, I have one booked for late November, but uh, the MOT Ministry of Transport test is completely screwed up. They need an extension on the test. And if the insurance companies and the police were doing their job properly, they should say level the playing field here and give an extension. Obviously, any police have the right to stop any car at any time. If they think it's defective, that's fine. But the MOT needs to be extended. But this, they're jumping around from one foot to the other. And yeah. another victory this week was that uh, children getting school meals. There's 100.7 million people, depending on food at school for food, because the founders are so, so short of money and they were going to suspend that during the term break, two weeks. But a massive fight was run, especially by a black um, guy, football player, excuse me but I don't know his name, and I think they've relented now. They're going to give free school meals, um, open schools, to people during the term break uh, so his parents can get that assistance. But the amount of money being spent, Used to be a cynical phrase a million here, a million there. Soon you're talking serious money. (laughs) Well, it's a billion now, it's 367 billion that's spent since March (laughs) on furlough money and this, that, and the other. And retail trade getting subsidies and businesses getting subsidies for being shut down. And they're willy nilly doing localized shutdowns all over the place. Uh, Etc. But um, it is shocking. The UK is now up to 105% of GDP national debt. they were working it down. That's the national debt. The overdraft every year is running around. This year it'll be the overshoot will be 150 billion. Um, sorry, on the um, on the annual overdraft. But um, the one person who writes a decent, honest column of that is uh, a guy called Alex Brummer. In the Daily Mail, he's been the best financial writer for many a long year. Equivalent to Michael Schneider in the States. I'll read some of his stuff later on. But um, the, um, it's, uh, it's a shocking amount of money. And to kickstart this economy now and to calculate, I think by Easter it will be hard to get accurate figures up to then um, to see how many people are unemployed, how many businesses, but the amount of businesses who will not reopen, is massive absolutely massive and it's um, it's pretty hard to calculate the damage but uh, it's pretty bad all for an exaggerated uh, the politicians are trying to talk this virus it's not a fake it is real but uh, the as I'm repeating myself I know I am the 2017-18 flu epidemic in Britain was 21 times more destructive than this so this does not if COVID-19 does not qualify as a pandemic just doesn't it's well planned to put a noose around us and it's the new world order the deep state, big pharma who are the header heading it out and have been for years um nailing us down these morons politicians taking the word of these schmucks of scientists who've been placed in place over the years for this very event and many others uh, and it's, it's it's just so blatant but we do have mostly it's the alternative media leading leading the way. Julia Hartley Brewer on uh, Talk Radio, uh, etc., which is video radio, which is carried live on YouTube, and all the other bloggers like Meher Tusi. And uh, in Britain, in America, you have uh, we have two of his audios later today. Um, Steve Thurley is very very good. He he he's jumping around, yahooing mean, some of the time, but uh, he, his background information he goes through it. And that time he'd do a one-hour program as opposed to a 12 or 15-minute, giving out the exact details of this conservative and Christian revival right across the world. It's pretty consistent, and he's quoting the research. And he, he's an experienced researcher himself; he really is. But he, he's lived in Britain as much as he's lived in America. Anyway, we go to the spot of the hour break, and then we get to some audios. Okay.
5: Life
6: with After about a month of Extendivite, I don't know what it is about, uh, the circulation factor. I was able to increase the weight, increase the amount of sets I could do. It has to do with the oxygen getting to the blood. You should market this uh, as an athletic performance. And I don't change anything about my diet or anything. I just thought, this is amazing. Bilberry extract has got something called resveratrol in it, which is the same stuff that you get from red wine. It's also good for eyesight. And I was reading that the uh, Royal Air Force during World War II would give their pilots bilberry jam so they could have better night vision stuff. This is amazing. To order, call
7: 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com.
5: Extend your life with extend overnight. <laughs>
0: We go and we're coming back in and okay we, we, we' take one call and then we move on to the others Dave in Michigan hello Dave
3: hey good evening PJ how are you
0: okay good 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 well
3: good. Lay it on. Any, re- anything yeah. yeah I had a revelation you mentioned the new world order uh mm-hmm. I was listening to John Moore you know he's been playing these Winston Churchill World War two clips you know or Winston Churchill given the Sure, uh, you know the speeches to yeah. to the to the crew there back in England about World War two yeah. and he says he says, "We will be fighting on the beaches, we will be fighting mm-hmm. in the in the in the fields, we'll be fighting on the grass, we'll be fighting in the streets, and if our mm-hmm. empire should fall our the new world in with all of its glory and might will come to our rescue." our united mm-hmm. states he says <laughs> so i i, I, I mean see. i had a revelation and it's like it's not the new world order it's the new world order it's the new
0: world well order. He, i don't think he, i don't think he was quoting order. i don't think he was quoting the same thing as george bush A new world order is arising well, that's the masonic plan but i uh, mean if we got out from under nazism we would have a new world. I think that's what Churchill meant in that point. Yeah.
3: No, he said the New World with all its glory and might would come to the rescue of England and that's and then he said our United States. So in mm-hmm, England's mm-hmm. United States, the New World would come to their rescue So okay, the but Nazis. what what
0: are you saying? Well, what do you what do you, you what are you interpreting out of that?
3: Well I'm interpreting that the new world order has always been the new world America.
0: No, well, uh, uh, just because that order. just because that phrase is used, it doesn't mean it depends who's saying it and on, on their intent. But uh, he's talking about developing the new world of freedom. And okay, it took until nineteen what eighty nine was it for the Berlin Wall to come down? But he he did uh, preempt that by saying a new iron curtain has descended in Europe, and that was the beginning of the Cold War. And he was right, uh, but. Uh, they sat down with Churchill and, was it, Roosevelt sat down with Stalin. They uh, ideally liked to have assassinated them, but, okay, they had joined forces to get rid of the Nazis, but they were sitting beside the next tyrant, which was uh, Stalin. So uh, there was full of there was massive threats to, 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 to the free world at that stage, right? And there still right. is, and now we have technocracy around our neck, right. which they control, right? Yep.
3: And good old Roosevelt, read the book, the skeleton in Uncle Sam's closet, and about, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that guy was a piece of work, too. They're all in bed together. Anyway, keep up the good well, work, BJ. I appreciate okay. the show, and uh, you hang in there, brother. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay, well, we have plenty of stuff to do, that's for sure. Okay, we'll go to a piece there. Ken probably has it. the, uh, get the title right there. Uh, well, um, I can pull it up here one second, the uh, the one Alex Belfield talking about uh, the the BBC, um, yeah, BBC racial quotas and that. You got that one
8: there. Morning, Mush. Saturday morning, live across the world on YouTube. It's Alex Belfield with you for another weekend of updates, and the BBC are at it again. The box-ticking organisation that don't get involved in furlough. No, no, full pay for the 16,000 who are working from home. Well, their new boss, Tim Divvy, he's got a great idea. One-fifth of all programmes, everything, have to be diverse. Whether they can find people or not, they'll be grabbing them off the streets next. (laughs) You know, the problem with box ticking is it falls down at the first hurdle. And the reason is because show business doesn't work on box ticking. It doesn't work on trying to be politically correct. Show business thrives on talent and getting the right person for the job. So what we should be doing is not making targets about anything other than getting the right person for the job and if you're insinuating tim divvy that your organization does not hire non-white people because they don't like non-white people then you my dear have a racist organization that needs to be closed down immediately now mr divvy you say that you want diversity at 20 percent because it represents the population that you're broadcasting to well you're either thick or a liar because according to Google, it's 13%. Even if they're wrong by a couple of percent, it's not 20%, is it? So why do you have to go some 7% above the population to look like a hero, to piss off an audience, to give jobs to people who are only given them? Not because they're great, but because they look like the kind of person that's going to make you a hero with your diversity department. Hello? Hello? If you're telling me the reason there is not enough diversity on your programmes, then you need to ask yourself, why? Is it because they're not hiring them or is it because they're not available or they don't want to do it? Or most importantly, they're not good enough. Let me point out to you there are more disabled people in this country than there are Bain people. Yet you seem to be obsessed at the moment with putting on black, Asian, minority, ethnic people, whether they're any good or not. And this is where your ratings fall down. Across the UK on BBC England, you just keep hiring box tickers. People who just look good so that you can look good to the government with your diversity stats. Well, all that's happened is the audience has gone through the floor. The worst audience in history, if you look at BBC Local Radio. And that's because there's too many box tickers on the air. People don't like it. What they like is great people on the air. So why don't you focus on that, Tim? Your head of box ticking admits there are too many Bane people at the BBC. We know there's between 12 and 14 percent in the population. Your own targets are 15 and you're beating that. You now want 20 percent representation. Why? Why do you want this? What are you trying to achieve? Why don't you give the best person the job and allow the best person to get the job? Instead of pissing off an entire nation by looking like you're some lefty, woke, Key sheeting, Guardian-reading twat that just wants to look popular with the woke brigade. And may I suggest, darling Divvy, that you're going to get writs in years to come from people who look like me, who are going to sue you for positive discrimination. I may not be appealing to people like Jun Sa Pong, your head of diversity, but let me tell you, you're going to have to answer in a court of law eventually why you're not giving jobs to people who are successful, simply giving them to people who are unsuccessful, who look like the kind of people you want to see on the telly. This is a preposterous way to run a broadcasting network in 2020. It makes no sense. You're shooting yourself in the foot and pissing the public off in the process and also getting a day closer to defunding the BBC every time someone like me makes a video like this. Own goal. You, my dear, are going to kill your organisation by enforcing these type of stats. They're meaningless, worthless and piss off not only people internally, who, by the way, by the way, just to let you know, Tim, you have the worst atmosphere in your organisation in history, which is amazing to think that others before you, like Greg Dyke, and I always said it would take a dyke to turn around the BBC, were equally as unpopular, but still not as unpopular as the current state of your BBC, born out of... Voluntary redundancies to get rid of mostly white middle-aged men, as East Midlands today and BBC Yorkshire proved yesterday on air. I mean, the pure self-loathing towards the BBC was palpable. And yet you continue to pay off the public who are paying the £157.50 rape TV tax that you want to enforce with the pensioners. You're still sending out threatening letters to pensioners and threatening they'll go to jail. Shame on you. At a time they only get £4 extra a week from next year, the lowest possible increase in state pension. £157.50 of their 200 pound increase will go to pay you, which leaves them with only 60 quid more a year. That's about a pound a week. You should be ashamed of yourself. Do your job good, properly thanks. and find great talent. Don't just put people on the air because they tick a box. It's offensive to them and it's offensive to us. And all you're going to do is kill your ratings further with unfunny, untalented people who just happen to look like what you want to tick a box with. It's despicable and offensive. Okay. Okay.
0: Very good, apart from his wretched bumper music. But that's Alex. uh, like Spellfield, who worked for twenty years for the BBC and walked because of the sickening rules of uh, political correctness around him, but uh, he's put it out pretty clearly there. But it's getting worse by the day. The BBC and Paul Craig Roberts, I have it on the list here today, has absolutely attacked them for being uh, just a lying organisation, telling massive lies about Middle East, doing the Middle East editor, uh, who runs around the title and doesn't report on Israel. But anyway, we have Chance in West Virginia. Hello, Chance. DJ, can you
5: hear me? Yes, yes, yes. I got a a problem with Winston Churchill, as I researched uh, lately. Mm -hmm. He was a part of the Insiders. He was part of the Cabal. He was a Druid. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I think even at was at the Alta conference. I think Franklin Rosenfeld even said that the only man he could trust there was Joseph Stalin. Right?
0: Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't bring yeah. that up. Yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said, mind you. And uh, now the reason why I call PJ is uh, you're aware of what's going on in Victoria and in Melbourne, Australia. Now uh-huh. I heard. Yeah. I heard on Jeff Wrens going back a couple of weeks ago that now the Canadian Parliament, 30% of the members of the Canadian Parliament spilled the beans of what they have planned for in Canada regarding this, this uh, COVID idiocy, COVID idiocy mm-hmm. here. Uh, they plan on some really draconian measures And so these 30 dissenters are spilling the beans. And i got to ask myself this now, PJ. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, Australia is under the British crown, and so is Canada. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. looking at this correlation, and I have to say to myself, uh, after Canada, this will probably spread down into our country.
0: What, what is your? Yes,
5: sir.
0: Well, the, the, we we this this massive grip that the uh, the deep state have is expanding. And Canada, I lived in Canada, I lived in the states, live in Britain, lived in Ireland. That's Ireland where I'm from. But uh, Canada has is unrecognizable. It's now a political correct hellhole under this twat Prude Trudeau, who never had a job in his life. He was a standing yeah, right. DJ. That's the only job he had. He has his father's name. That's it. But the Canadians always vote for for state symbols. But uh, the Can- Can- Canadians are having their country pulled from under them, and the countries like uh, Australia and New Zealand, who signed out to the signed up to the Trans Pacific Partnership, this is what happens under the TPP. You give out your sovereignty to multinational corporations straight away, and I knew those countries were gone. They've actually gone to New Zealand and reelected that. Uh, or uh, Cinder uh, uh, Ardern, what they call her, in New Zealand. <laughs> but uh, they've lost it as a nation. They really have uh, in that oh, regard. And there's, it, it's, 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 uh, it'd be, we're, not, we're, we're just having the beginning of a, of a fight back here in Britain. But uh, uh, again, it's mostly a suburban population. And I've no confidence in a suburban population. You've heard me say that many times. Okay.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what I've noticed here in the state of West Virginia here. Going back, I would Mm -hmm. say, oh, about maybe two and a half, three months ago at the most, people stopped, for the most part, stopped wearing the masks. Then maybe, oh, a month, a month and a half ago, now they're back to wearing the masks. When I go into town, I Mm -hmm. see this. And I've seen something. You want to laugh? I've seen a man. Now, people, for the most part in this state, are polite and friendly people, for the most part. Mm hmm You know, they're not going to confront you if you don't have a mask like they will in a large urban area or other parts of the country, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, I noticed the one gentleman, older gentleman, was wearing a face diaper with the American flag on it. And I wanted so bad to say to the guy that, you know, if you believe in the American flag, you wouldn't have that thing on your face. But, that's that's right, I, that's right. I, Although, as yeah, I said to people, want,
0: it is a it, it is a very good advertising space to use as a protest. The rights of the all well, is the rule in Virginia that you have to have a mask on to go into a supermarket. Is that the rule?
5: Yeah. Well, I and am. but yeah. And I didn't want to say anything because, first of all, people here don't usually—they don't—they're not confrontational. But uh, and I, I didn't want to argue because the way I look at it, hey, if you want to argue, then get married, you know. Uh, that's yeah, the way I look at right, it, you right. know? Yeah, uh, but that's all I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say, PJ. Now you have a nice night. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you. Good. Good. Yeah, the um, to compare notes here. The the, the just I have to put one on, which reluctantly to the rule in Wales is in the supermarkets you have to wear them. Okay, that I do to get food. They have me there over a barrel, you know. So other than get involved in an altercation, you'd wear it. But it's very it's very annoying. I have normal lungs, etc., etc., and fairly good health. Maybe overweight, but um, uh, it's very annoying. It fogs up your glasses. It's very very annoying. And uh, you feel a lot worse for, wear, for wearing it for half an hour in a supermarket. It, it really it really does. But God help anybody with bronchial problems or asthma or asthmatic. It's causing havoc, absolute havoc in, in, in people's lives. we we'll just get back to this Darren Grimes story, which is the young blogger journalist who was threatened by the, speech, speech, by the police uh, using the terrorist laws. The person who initiated the, the charges was a fast-tracked, uh, university creature who had worked in personnel and she came into the police force, uh, force in the Metropolitan Police at the level of superintendent and this is a tick, another well, Alex Belty, that's why I played her there another tick, box ticking tosser who puts this case out against her, this threat out uh, to harass a very good journalist because he is of the conservative persuasion and that's what went on but the uprising against it was quite a massive and in the end they they dropped it. But they're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep doing this in Britain until there's a showdown. And uh, the picture of this moron here, uh, her name is um, uh, da, 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 I'll get it back here. Uh, Chief Superintendent Matthew um, Chapel, became the Force's spokeswoman for the Notting Hill Carnival announcing knife ashes at the event of, of, of all sorts of stuff. But um, this is the same police force who who started uh, dropping to the knee over Black Lives Matter. And now Black Lives Matter has been disgraced worldwide and in Britain, been hijacked uh, by multiple terrorist organizations, including Antifa. And uh, again, if you start being, as Turley says, Steve Turley, be woke, go broke, right? (laughs) Um, Be woke in in a government organization and crash as an organization but the other thing that's going on in London is uh, the mayoral election was cancelled this year because of the COVID it's now next year, May 1st around that time, 21 and this blogger of London Real Brian Rose is going to stand I think he's running away with his vanity but there are some good candidates running but most certainly Sadiq Khan uh, will not be re-elected He is absolutely, before the COVID came along he was running London into the ground and getting it into debt in fairness to Boris Johnson London did thrive under him, it really did. Okay, we go to this break, I'll be back in a few minutes.
4: Honey, I'm home. I grabbed the newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today.
1: The newspaper? Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey,
4: this is a national newspaper. It has to be true.
1: Ha! For some reason, a majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper does not give out the important attention on what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say, does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union?
7: No, not that I can see.
1: I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage.
4: Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion.
5: Your life with Extendivite.
7: Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heart throb and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick, I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822, or visit our website at heartdrop.com.
5: Extend
6: your life with Ladies and gentlemen, J.R. Moore here. We have a special promotion going on at Republic Broadcasting. This is a fundraiser for Republic Broadcasting involving the Energy Planner. Mail me a postcard. My address is at my website at thelibertyman.com. We pick a postcard every other Thursday. When your postcard is drawn out. You get to buy an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285, $70 discount. $200 goes to Republic Broadcasting. You also get a 10% discount on my mattress pads. So get those postcards in, put your name, your telephone number, your email address on there, and when your postcard is drawn, you get to get an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285. Mattress pads, 10% off. Help us out at Republic Broadcasting and help yourself to get an engine cleaner at a deep discount. It's a win-win situation for everybody. We hope you can get these postcards in soon. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, very good. We're coming back in from the break. I'm just sorting through um, different um, um, audios of sent to Ken. We're late sending them today, but uh, we'll come back after the top of the hour because there's a 12-minute one coming up. The one I've just sent Ken. But anyway, okay. The um, as I I did manage to read out some good news week. a week ago. Big farmer, exec being jailed and fined four hundred thousand dollars. I think uh, for this. Uh, the um, just to keep the information correct. Sean Thacker, a in invidior I used to be GlaxoSmith. I don't know. I used to be uh, uh, formerly uh, owned by. Um, uh, uh, I'll come to the name in a minute, but they were selling. Um, the, sorry, I put the story on the in the wrong pile. The uh, um, that was the uh, one. slightly mixed up on progress, Yeah, big pharma boss. Here it is. Here it says, Um, the it, it is case originated in the US, Daniel Buber, the first, second. Assistant US Attorney of Western District of Virginia said he was in a position to ensure that doctors, patients, and insurers were dealt with honestly. This is the guy who was jailed. Uh, Yeah, Reckon and Coleman, which became Reckon and uh, Benesker, etc. But um, the uh, uh, Ivers denied wrongdoing and said, um, uh, I'm getting these census barracks mixed up, they're badly printed here. Thacker failed to prevent efforts to build profits through misleading safety uh, regulations, which led to millions of dollars in, in ill-gotten gains. In July, it agreed to pay four hundred seventy million dollar fine over the scandal. Wow! Imagine they can write a check for that kind of money. These uh, consumer, uh, pharmaceutical companies, um, consumer goods giant it. Ben Beckenster, used to be Wreckit and Coleman. As we call it, mustard. <laughs> but they gradually got in over twenty-five years into pharmaceuticals, which uses to own, which used to own Indivior. In hard to pronounce that. Until twenty-fourteen, has not admitted wrongdoing. Was just allowed allowed to not admit wrongdoing in court, but paid a one-point-one billion fine settlement. That is one of the highest ever. I think glaxo Smith Line paid one-point-six billion. Wow, record-breaking stuff. And it goes on to say, um, <laughs> the uh, the British former boss of drug group NVIDIA has been sentenced to six months in a US jail. Oh, he's sentenced in the US jail. Sean Thacker, fifty-three, pleaded guilty in July to a criminal charge related to how the firm marketed best-selling opioid addiction treatment Suboxone. S u b o x o n e. He will also pay a four hundred and sixty thousand dollar fine. Yeah, right. His company will pay that. Well, that was kind of a victory this week okay we go to the top of the hour break and we'll be back in a few minutes
4: Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, Suffering family loss or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single family home or multiple family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind.